0: Hello, world. I'm Roger Corville, and this is For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible, where we read through the scriptures conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. All human beings worship, meaning they ascribe worth, to things and something is always at the top of that list. The question is just whether or not it's Jesus or something else. All people are therefore religious, even if some don't admit it. And that means that a phrase like spiritual but not religious is kind of silly if you think about it. That's like acknowledging that we are indeed body and spirit, but the person isn't beholden to what they perceive as religiosity. Except that, We're all religious. (laughs) They are too. And they are beholden to their own system of values that values things and maybe values something higher than God's truth revealed in nature scripture and Jesus. Hello, Hopeful. Welcome to episode 1977 of our journey together through the Bible. Glad you've chosen to not be alone as we seek together to be transformed by reading through every word of God's revelation of himself. Yesterday, in the book of Jeremiah, we heard about that trust in religiosity, right? Going to church, but they weren't worshiping God. They were doing their own thing, and they went through the motions, but in truth, rejected God's teaching. Well, today, we're even going to see that the cupcake isn't Jesus-infused. It's just got a few Jesus sprinkles on top. The problem A false Jesus means a false gospel, and a false gospel doesn't save anybody. Picking up in John chapter 11, here we go. Now a man was sick, Lazarus, from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair, and it was her brother, Lazarus, who was sick. So the sisters sent a message to him, saying, Lord, The one you love is sick. When Jesus heard it, he said, This sickness will not end in death, but is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha, her sister, and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after that, he said to his disciples, Let's go to Judea again. Rabbi, the disciples told him, just now the Jews tried to stone you and you're going to go there again? Aren't there 12 hours in a day? Jesus answered, if anyone walks during the day, he doesn't stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks during the night, he does stumble because the light is not in him. He said this, and then he told them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm on my way to wake him up. Then the disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he'll get well. Jesus, however, was speaking about his death, but they thought he was speaking about natural sleep. So Jesus then told them plainly, Lazarus has died. I'm glad for you that I wasn't there so that you may believe, but let's go to him. Then Thomas, called twin, said to his fellow disciples, let's go too, so that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, less than two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Mary and Martha to comfort them about their brother. As soon as Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Then Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Yet, Even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Your brother will rise again, Jesus told her. Mary said to him, "How I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at that last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who comes into the world. Having said this, she went back and called her sister Mary, saying in private, The teacher is here and is calling for you. As soon as Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw that Jesus got up quickly and went out. They followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to cry there. As soon as Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and told him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. When Jesus saw her crying and the Jews who had come with her crying, he was deeply moved in his spirit and troubled. Where have you put him? Jesus asked. Lord, they told him, come and see. Jesus wept so the jews said see how he loved him but some of them said couldn't he who opened the blind man's eyes also have kept this man from dying then jesus deeply moved again came to the tomb it was a cave and a stone was lying against it remove the stone jesus said martha the dead man's sister told him, "Lord." There is already a stench because he's been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you heard me. I know that you always hear me. But because of the crowd standing here, I said this so that they may believe you sent me. After he said this, he shouted with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out bound hand and foot with linen strips and with his face wrapped in a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Unwrap him and let him go. And how about that? That gets us up through verse 44. Jesus even has the power over death. And when we trust Jesus, my friends, we will experience triumph of life over death in the ultimate sense. Now I'm going to say this here as we turn to our Old Testament segment. We're actually going to finish out this week just reading the book of John. So this next section of Jeremiah kind of wraps up a section. We're in this section in Jeremiah that you might call false religion and idolatrous people. And we heard about Judah's false trust in their churchiness and rejection of God's teaching. Today, we finish that up and hear what the ultimate consequence will be. And then uh, I'll tell you a little more about how the week's going to finish out just in the book of John uh, when we get there tomorrow. Jeremiah chapter 8, picking up in verse 8. Section header is punishment for Judah's leaders. How can you claim we are wise, the law of the Lord is with us? In fact, the lying pan of scribes has produced falsehood. The wise will be put to shame. They will be dismayed and snared. They have rejected the word of the Lord. So what wisdom do they really have? Therefore, I will give their wives to other men, their fields to new occupants, for from the least to the greatest, everyone is making profit dishonestly. From prophet to priest, everyone deals falsely. They have treated the brokenness of my dear people superficially, claiming peace, peace when there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they acted so detestably? No, they weren't ashamed at all. They can no longer feel humiliation. Therefore, they will fall among the fallen. And when I punish them, they will collapse, says the Lord. I will gather them and bring them to an end. This is the Lord's declaration. There will be no grapes on the vine, no figs on the fig tree, and even the leaf will wither. Whatever I have given them will be lost to them. Next section, God's People Unrepentant. Why are we just sitting here? gather together let's enter the fortified cities and perish there for the lord our god has destroyed us he has given us poisoned water to drink because we have sinned against the lord we hoped for peace but there was nothing good we hoped for a time of healing but there was only terror from dan the snorting of horses is heard at the sound of the neighing of mighty steeds the whole land quakes they come to devour the land and everything in it the city and all its residents. Indeed, I am about to send snakes among you, poisonous vipers that cannot be charmed. They will bite you. This is the Lord's declaration. Next section, Lament over Judah. My joy has flown away. Grief has settled on me, and my heart is sick. Listen, the cry of my dear people from a faraway land saying, Is the Lord no longer in Zion, her king, not within her? Why have they angered me with their carved images and their worthless foreign idols? Harvest has passed. Summer has ended, but we have not been saved. I am broken by the brokenness of my dear people. I mourn. Horror has taken hold of me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? So why has the healing of my dear people not come about? If my head were a flowering spring, my eyes a fountain of tears, I would weep day and night over the slain of my dear people. If only I had a traveler's lodging place in the wilderness, I would abandon my people and depart from them, for they are all adulterers, a solemn assembly of treacherous people. They bent their tongues like their bows, Lies and not faithfulness prevail in the land, for they proceed from one evil to another, and they do not take me into account. This is the Lord's declaration. Next section, imminent ruin and exile. Everyone has to be on guard against his friend. Don't trust any brother, for every brother will certainly deceive, and every friend spreads slander. Each one betrays his friend. No one tells the truth. They have taught their tongues to speak lies. They wear themselves out doing wrong. You live in a world of deception. In their deception, they refuse to know me. This is the Lord's declaration. Therefore, this is what the Lord of armies says. I am about to refine them and test them, for what else can I do because of my dear people? Their tongues are deadly arrows. They speak deception. With his mouth, one speaks peaceably with his friend, but inwardly he sets an ambush. Should I not punish them for these things? This is the Lord's declaration. Should I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? I will raise weeping and a lament over the mountains, a dirge over the wilderness grazing land, for they have been so scorched that no one passes through. The sound of cattle is no longer heard. From the birds of the sky to the animals, everything has fled. They've gone away. I will make Jerusalem a heap of rubble, a jackal's den. I will make the cities of Judah a desolation, an uninhabited place. Who is the person wise enough to understand this? Who has the Lord spoken to that he may explain it? Why is the land destroyed and scorched like a wilderness so that no one can pass through? The Lord said, It is because they abandoned my instruction, which I set before them and did not obey my voice or walk according to it. Instead, they followed the stubbornness of their hearts and followed the Baals as their ancestors taught them. Therefore, this is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says, I am about to feed this people wormwood and give them poisonous water to drink. I will scatter them among the nations that they and their ancestors have not known. I will send a sword after them until I have finished them off. Next section, Mourning Over Judah. This is what the Lord of Armies says. Consider and summon the women who mourn. Send for the skillful women. Let them come quickly to raise a lament over us so that our eyes may overflow with tears, our eyelids be soaked with weeping. For the sound of lamentation is heard from Zion. How devastated we are! We are greatly ashamed, for we have abandoned the land. Our dwellings have been torn down. Now hear the word of the Lord, you women. Pay attention to the words from his mouth. Teach your daughters a lament and one another a dirge for death. Capital D has climbed through our windows. It has entered our fortresses, cutting off children from the streets, young men from the squares. Speak as follows. This is what the Lord declares. Human corpses will fall like manure on the surface of the field, like newly cut grain after the reaper with no one to gather it. Next section, boast in the Lord. This is what the Lord says. The wise person should not boast in his wisdom. The strong should not boast in his strength. The wealthy should not boast in his wealth. But the one who boasts should boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, showing faithful love, justice, and righteousness on the earth. For I delight in these things. This is the Lord's declaration. Look, the days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration. When I will punish all the circumcised yet uncircumcised, Egypt, Judah, Edom, the Ammonites, Moab, and all the inhabitants of the desert who clipped their hair at their temples. All these nations are uncircumcised, and the whole house of Israel is uncircumcised in heart. Next section, false gods contrasted with the Creator. Hear the word that the Lord has spoken to you, house of Israel. This is what the Lord says. Do not learn the way of the nations or be terrified by signs in the heavens, although the nations are terrified by them. For the customs of the peoples are worthless. Someone cuts down a tree from the forest. It is worked by the hands of a craftsman with a chisel. He decorates it with silver and gold. It is fastened with hammer and nails so it won't totter. Like scarecrows in a cucumber patch, their idols cannot speak. They must be carried, because they cannot walk. Do not fear them, for they can do no harm, and they cannot do any good. Lord, there is no one like you. You are great, your name is great in power. Who should not fear you, king of the nations? It is what you deserve." For among all the wise people of the nations and among all their kingdoms there is no one like you. They are both stupid and foolish, instructed by worthless idols made of wood. Beaten silver is brought up from Tarshish and gold from Uphaz. The work of a craftsman and of a goldsmith's hands is clothed in blue and purple, all the work of skilled artisans, but the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and eternal king. The earth quakes at his wrath, and the nations cannot endure his fury. You are to say this to them The gods that did not make the heavens and the earth will perish from the earth and from under these heavens. He made the earth by his power, established the world by his wisdom, and spread out the heavens by his understanding. When he thunders, the waters and the heavens are in turmoil, and he causes the clouds to rise from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain and brings the wind from his storehouses. Everyone is stupid and ignorant. Every goldsmith is put to shame by his carved image, for his cast images are a lie. There is no breath in them. They are worthless, a work to be mocked. At the time of their punishment, they will be destroyed, Jacob's portion is not like these, because he is the one who formed all things. Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of armies is his name. Next little short section, Exile After the Siege. Gather up your belongings from the ground, you who live under siege, for this is what the Lord says. Look, I am flinging away the land's residence at this time and bringing them such distress that they will feel it. Last little section, Jeremiah Grieves. Woe to me because of my brokenness! I am severely wounded. I exclaimed, This is my intense suffering, but I must bear it. My tent is destroyed, all my tent cords are snapped, my sons have departed from me and are no more. I have no one to pitch my tent again or to hang up my curtains. For the shepherds are stupid. They don't seek the Lord. Therefore they have not prospered and their whole flock is scattered. Listen, a noise, it is coming. A great commotion from the land to the north. The cities of Judah will be made desolate, a jackal's den. I know, Lord, that a person's way of life is not his own. No one who walks determines his own steps. Discipline me, Lord, but, but with justice, not in your anger, or you will reduce me to nothing. Pour out your wrath on the nations that don't recognize you and on the families that don't call on your name, for they have consumed Jacob. They have consumed him and finished him off and made his homeland desolate. And that gets us up through Jeremiah chapter 10. Of course, we know that the prophecy that they would ultimately fall to and be carted off to Babylon happened in 586 BC. And I think if there is something touching, it's how Jeremiah was emotionally shaken by this message of judgment. My friends, I pray that your pastor has this level of burden for you and that you have that level of burden for the lost around you. Because when we trust Jesus, we will experience the triumph of life over death. I love you, my friends. Amen. Amen.